News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on New- uh, by Minister Oshin Smith, Minister for Public Procurement and E-Government. And we're going to be discussing, obviously, quite a lot of different things about the EPA report and carbon emissions and all of that. But can I ask you firstly, Minister, you've heard what, what, what Vincent and I have to say. Do you believe that the banks should absorb this interest rate rise or it should be passed on to the I people? I think they shouldn't make uh, excess profits. Um, I think that, you know, one thing I've noticed is that the euro is now worth less than a dollar. So clearly our currency, we, we really, um, across Europe, reacted very strongly to the pandemic provided huge quantities of capital and subsidies. And I think there's a sort of a hangover at this stage. Clearly, our currency has sunk compared to other world currencies. Uh, We don't set our own interest rates in Ireland. They're set by the ECB. We do have representation on that from our central bank governor. And the chief economist of the central bank, Philip Lane, is Irish as well. So, you know, we do do have a say there. Um, But uh, the situation with the banks, I suppose, is that two of the pillar banks are leaving the market. So banks, I suppose, are not seeing Ireland as this um, centre of profit. It's a a difficult place to be. But I think that uh, right now, I completely understand you, Kira, and anybody else who has a mortgage at home who's worried about having yet another price go up. And I think it's something that we have to look at very carefully. So you'd favour the banks not making excessive profits. And I I, I think that that's probably what a lot of people would favour. Moving on, I suppose, to the story of the the day that EPA report, and we did speak to the EPA earlier on, Minister, um, not only are we falling far short uh, of of cutting emissions by 7% per year? And bearing in mind, we didn't, weren't at full economic tilt at the time that we're looking back at 2021, but they rose by 5%. We're way off the mark here. Yeah, it's very disappointing to see it, but it's, you know, it, it is understandable. What we have, we never expected that Why we Why is would... it understandable? We had targets. Why didn't we meet them? Well, we ha- the target is for, it's a five-year target. It's uh, 295 megatons that we will emit within by 2025. And then we have another, then we have a 10-year target, which is to cut our emissions 50%. We don't have single one-year targets. If you divide it up over 10 years, it's 7% a year. But we know that it's never going to be smooth. Absolutely, it's going to be bumpy what? because one year you have a war, one year you have a pandemic, the next year you have a rebound effect when the pandemic is over and, so, and emissions go up again. So we, we had a dramatic fall in 2020. A rise now in 2021. Yeah, but but what you're saying there, that the spread of the five years, 7% per mm-hmm. year, if we don't hit them in the individual years, it means that the next couple of years, we have to hit even higher than 7%. True. And no, if we've, if we've risen by true. five, we might as well say, well, next year we need to fall by 12. This, you're, you're, this, you're right. This is a budget, right? We, have, we can emit 295 megatons of carbon between 2021 and 2025. That's what we have voted through just a couple of weeks ago in the Doyle and the Shannon. That is the agreement. And um, now we have to find... Uh, who is going to take the cuts amongst the different groups in in society? Is it going to be transport? Uh, how much is going to be for agriculture? How much is going to be for industry? Uh, and uh, how much is going to be for whoever? So okay. we have to we have to make that we have to make that 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 carve up. And uh, I think that you know one of the reasons that emissions went up last year uh, was because of the big pressure on gas and a switch in the generation of electricity to coal. Uh, and oil, which were cheaper at the time. So I yeah. think that, that was one of the, uh, one the of, which, page, which of course was a knock-on effect. From, front page from of the, the Indus says it, it's down Ukraine. to coal and cows, it says very succinctly. Um, with regard to, first of all, gas, a mm-hmm. couple of things. Obviously, we're looking at being told across the board that the EU, we need to cut our, our gas intake by 15%. Yeah. But also we need to start storing gas. We have no facility here to store gas. And one of the reasons we don't is, is that there there was a, a facility down in, in, in the West that was designed to go in the southwest to actually store liquid natural gas. The Green Party 
effectively as part of your mandate for government, you said you, you were opposed to that. So you have actually stymied our ability to store gas here at all. And it is the transition fuel that we're going to need because we looked back at last year, the wind didn't blow all the time. We have no gas storage in Ireland. No. I'm, I, I'm not aware that the, that the Green Party ever opposed storing gra- gas in Ireland. The liquid natural gas uh, that, facility. That, that's, a, that's a gas import facility. It's not a storage facility. Okay, But, so it, it's but a, it does it's a, store. It's, a form, it, it's, a, it's, it's an import facility. It's not a storage facility. The only, the only possible storage that we looked at uh, was the Kinsale gas field. So you can refill a gas field with gas. But it, it, we, when, when that was looked at by the, by the geologists, they saw they had to put a huge quantity in there. So our, our gas mostly comes from the UK. We get about a quarter or a third of it from, from the carb field that we have. So we are dependent on what comes out of the United Kingdom. We are. They are then connected on to LNG. They're connected to Norway. They're connected to, into mainland Europe. And so that's our that's our connection to gas. And it is supplying roughly half of our electricity in a year. So it's absolutely I don't think you're cor- correct that that facility in, in the southwest had no storage facilities. I think that, that was part of it. But we, if you're quite right, we have no storage facility. We have would, none. would the Green Party favour us now developing liquid natural gas storage facilities. If, if it's feasible, I have nothing against. I mean, we have, for example, I've not, I would have nothing against storage. And we have extensive storage for all forms of liquid oil, crude oil, petrol, diesel and so on. We have 90 days uh, supply under the under the Noro agreement. So it is it is absolutely right to make sure that you've got some stocks. So when you reach a difficult time that you you, you can dip into them. Okay. So um, but re- regarding the regarding the, the, the gas storage, I suppose the the um, the, the, the difficulty is that Europe wants to move away from importing Russian gas. We don't use Russian gas in Ireland, but the people who, the people who are using Russian gas will be looking to the sources that Absolutely. we use. They'll so be looking to Norway and all, Qatar squeezes and, that, all and that will push up prices. So anything we can do to reduce our gas usage um, we will be looking at and that will be any form of efficiencies that we can use. Any form of efficiencies uh, and unfortunately we don't, as you rightly say, we don't have storage. Just with regard to, to the fact that we do get our, 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 our gas from the UK largely and, and our own national energy security, things are poor in terms of relationships between the Ireland and the UK at the moment. I think that's fair to say internationally over the protocol. Liz Truss is probably the most likely future leader of the Conservative Party. She's the one who drew up the legislation that undermined, I suppose, the protocol. Um, that doesn't look like it's going to get any better. Very interesting piece today in the Irish Times. Um, Newton Emerson talking about the fact that Ireland and the Irish government need to get over, need to get over our our hang-ups about Brexit Britain. It's a done deal. And the fact that we keep banging on about it and souring our own relationships with the UK. Do we need to get on a better footing with the UK? Because look at how vulnerable Europe is when when it fell out with Russia. Imagine we actually fall out with the UK. What would happen to our gas then? I don't think we're going to fall out with the UK. I think a change of leadership is always a chance to to reset a relationship. And I think that no matter who comes in, uh, that we will try that. Brexit is a done deal. Nobody in, our, in Ireland is suggesting to the British that they rejoin the EU or anything. There's, a, there's no suggestion of that. And while sometimes you see um, the relationship strained at a political level or a lot of megaphone diplomacy, I notice that at official level between the civil servants and so on, north and, in, in north and south and between Britain and Ireland, that there are very strong relationships. So certainly in my divisions, we work very, very closely with the British. We have a lot of cultural ties with them. A lot of people are living there. Uh, you know, actually on a, on, a, on a personal basis, we get on very well uh, with people in Northern Ireland and, and with people in Britain. And, we, and we, it's, critical to, it's critical to the success of all of us that we do that and we will con- keep doing that. And there will never be any form of um, enmity between us, I would all say. Right. Uh, good to hear. Um, reports coming out this morning that at the Green Party uh, parliamentary meeting last night that Green TDs are unhappy that Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael are stealing your clothes I- in terms of, of their green policies. Is that a concern from the Green Party? As, as green policies become more mainstream, 
do you guys become obsolete? And, and look, I am delighted for people to steal my clothes. I, what I would, my, like my, my, my great fantasy is that uh, all the policies that I'm trying to push suddenly appear in the in the. If, you know, in the manifestos of my opponent, opposing parties. Really? I think it would be great if Fine Gael wanted to do, if Sinn Féin wanted to do what, what we wanted to, if the Sockdowns wanted to, we want, that would be great. That would be wonderful. The problem is that although they agree with us, it's way down the priority list. So it never actually happens. That's what, that's what, the, that's what the experience has been. But our policies, our green policies are not copyright. They are becoming absolutely mainstream. If you see it in any international meeting, whether it's in the EU or the UN, all they're talking about is how do we get a green transition? How do we get from here to here? It's all the things we've been talking about for years. I'm delighted to see that. I'm so happy that I'm not the person in the corner of the room being ignored, talking about the environment. And now it is the major discussion, topic of discussion. And in fact, if you're against all this, you're the one who's who's uh, who's unusual and weird. So I, I am very happy for people to steal my clothes, steal them, go go right ahead and I will help you to do it. On that note, thank you very much for speaking to us this morning. That is Minister of State for Public Procurement and E-Government, Oshin Smith. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.